I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's off to Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Cause I got a really big team And they need some really big rings They need some really nice things Better be coming with no strings Better be coming with no strings We need some really nice things We need some really big rings I got a really big team I got a really big team They need some really big rings They need some really nice things Better be coming with no strings Better be coming with no strings We need some really nice things We need some really big rings I got a really big team Man, Man what, what a time, time To be alive You and yours Versus me and mine Are we talking teams? Gabe Are we talking teams? Uh, Are we switching sides? Gabe Oh, that's a little too loud <laughs> That's alright, that's alright Finally bring some energy Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I am your host, Papa Minnow, a.k.a. Popstradamus, a.k.a. Papa the Prophet, a.k.a. Oh, wow, the going into the seeing Poppy. What up? And I'm joined by my trusty co-host, as always, Gabe Eppard. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm, a, I'm going by Endearing Trash now. Forever, I saw you put that in your Instagram bio. Still, yeah, it's, I gotta. I've, I'm still trying to figure out how to brand that, but it's about to happen. It's gonna be my signature. Your signature nickname, man. Eh? Yeah, Endearing Trash. Yeah, I don't know. I, a couple, a couple girls seem to be a fan of it, so <laughs> I thought I'd run with it. No, you know, with that or Gift of Gab. Game. Nah, nah, you got to go with Endearing Trash. Yeah, man. I think I'm embrace. You are who you are, man. It's yeah, too late for me. Might as well accept it. Exactly. So. Uh, this is episode 18 of the Pops Culture Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, this is going to be a special edition of is this it? episode. Just a little bit. A little bit of a change. Only because Kawhi Leonard, that nigga, came through for the city of Toronto. So... For all the new listeners at home, because I know a couple people said they are going to start tuning into this, and I appreciate that. A big shout out to that girl who subscribed on that iPad in the store. That was dope. That was a cool move by her. Thanks for all the support too. And like, even like now, my homies are hitting me up, being like, "Yo, it's not, it's not out of support, out of love. I like, it's legit. It's an episode. I want to hear what." has to be said like it's not just support because we're family or friends or anything like that like people are starting to really respect what we're doing here so shout out to that and uh and we get feedback and criticism and stuff and neither of us are thin-skinned we want to hear your guys review we want to hear what you guys want to hear so shout out to that and respect to that um yeah we want to hear it as well too so things you want to hear and don't want to hear let us know This is not a sports podcast. I just do want to preface that for any new listeners. We do talk about hip-hop mostly and a little bit of pop culture. Um, We do touch on sports towards the end just because I feel like that's how the show should go. But But today is different. Yeah, today's different. Today's different in the city of Toronto. So we have to start off with this Kawhi Leonard shit. Let's start off with the shot. How many times have you seen that shot now? 
since it happened? Uh, I've, I was like scouring the internet for every single possible angle from every like broke seat picture you could get from like sidelined everything. So probably 57 times. Do you want to know how many times I saw the shot? How many times did you see the shot? 100 times? More. 200 times? More. 500 times? Probably. <laughs> that is how many times I have seen the Kawhi Leonard shot. I have been replaying that shot in, in my mind and on the internet as much as possible. It is the greatest shot in Toronto Raptors history. Agree or disagree? Dude, it's top five NBA shots of all time, and Toronto basketball is not even close to that, so it is by far the uh, greatest shot in Toronto history. First game seven buzzer-beating shot in NBA history, and the second winner-takes-all shot in NBA history following Jordan's shot against the Cavs. Man, it feels good. Because we've been on the end of missing so many bad game-winning shots or losing in bad ways in Raptors history. And for once, we get one that goes our way and it just absolutely crushes the opponents. Like I can't imagine what it felt like to be a Philly fan. And it actually brought up a discussion between me and my brother, which I'm going to ask you about right now. Which shot do you think hurt fans more? Vince missing in 01 hurting Raptors fans or Philadelphia having to watch Kawhi Leonard make that shot two nights ago? Philly, because they went through the process and everything. Like, oh, one, it wasn't, we haven't even, like, we got good, like, Toronto got, as a Grizzly fan at the time, Toronto got good quick. Like, I was still just excited. We made a game seven. We had Vince Carter. Like, he missed a shot, graduation, whatever. I was still, like, happy. Like, Philly is... Plus, Philly's a trash city. Let me, I hate their fans. I hate their fans so much. They booed after game one in Brooklyn, um, when, and then after they went in to win four games in a row. So by far, um, they Philly, booed, Philly fans feel worse. They went through the They prom. booed Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, they, they pelted Santa Claus with snowballs in Philadelphia. Like tr- Philly fans are trash. The city's trash. I've been there. Screw that city. Don't even bother listening to Pops Culture, Philly. No, definitely listen, <laughs> Philly. Don't listen to Gabe. But, yeah, no, by far... By far, it hurt more uh, for Philadelphia. I would agree with that, too, just because not only did he shoot over Embiid and the degree of difficulty of that shot was insane, but as a Philly fan, you had to sit there and watch it bounce on the rim four times before it dropped into the hoop. Yeah. What was your feeling in between like that those bounces? Did you think that after the first bounce, you thought it was off for sure? Yes. Yeah, right? So after the first one, I was like, damn it, we're going into overtime. And I'm like, not again, man. Like, this is how we're going to lose. We're going to lose in overtime. And then somehow it just rolled back up and hit a second time. And I was like, whoa. And then the last two, just it just ended up going yeah. in. I, I me After my, the second bounce, I was like, it's in. But the first two, I was like, first one, I was like, okay. The first one, yeah. I, like, I, I, for I sure almost thought turned. It was you know what I mean? Like I, like, I almost turned my back just being like, okay, miss. Let's get ready for overtime. And then like another bump, I was like, no. No, no, <laughs> it was, it was, I, I actually preferred that over like a, like a swoosh, like straight in. Yeah. And like, that's a Hollywood type shot. So yeah, that, that was, like, is some, super some dramatic. Some like Mike shit right yeah. there. Like something like the, all those bounces. Like how often do you even see that? Like the know. Disney channel would yeah, rip that exactly. same that's script That's when Air Bud went it. off the nose. Exactly. And it bounced around. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was wild, man. You think Air Bud makes that shot? Oh, of course he does. There's been like four different dogs in that movie thing. They all die. Which is kind of sad when you think about <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> that they're all dead. Um, but yeah, it it was... It, <laughs> Jesus Christ, do you know how to drink water? <laughs> Somehow we got from Curry Letter to dead dogs. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh. I'm covered in water. But yeah, no, it was an it was an absolute great shot. Just just to talk about the game a little bit as well too. The entire game had me on the edge of my seat. Like in the first half, I was pretty confident other than them still missing their shots, but they looked good enough to win the game. And then they start they start off the second half on that 10-0 run, I believe, and I'm like, "Okay, like now they're getting the juice and they're probably going to take over from here." But then Philadelphia came back with a 16-0 run and my heart just started to sink. I was like, no way are the Raptors going to lose like this. To lose on a 16-0 run and like not be able to catch back up, like yeah. that would be heartbreaking. 
But they ended up weathering the storm. Um, all things ended up going down, well, and then thank God came for down to defense, that last shot, man. Yeah, holy shit. Which I also like. Honestly, I think this is like you know what this team reminds me. You know why? The only reason I'm optimistic about them even somehow facing Milwaukee and Golden State. Are you gonna say Detroit? Detroit basketball. <laughs> man. I grew like. How do you know? Because they're the only defensive team that like didn't Yo, have that year, so many superstars. So I was so. A, like, I grew up with the Pistons, and that year blew my mind. It was the most insane, underrated year of basketball playoff ever. Like, I was shell shocked the way they ragdolled LA, and it's the exact same situation right now. So that's like the, They are the only thing that gives me hope. That defense, they had what? They had like three shot clock violations. Three, yeah, almost. Like well, a, it was two shot clock violations, and, a trash and then shot. oh yeah, a really bad shot in the last one. Yeah, and that was like after that, it was like okay, that gave me hope because like the third quarter, fourth quarter, I was still like ah, oh, this team. But a team that can play defense like that and still has like if Lowry finds a shot and uh, Van Fleet will actually be a decent matchup in the finals if you can get there. So I think he'll be good in the next round. Uh, too. I don't know, man. Milwaukee's length. Yeah, but like, how tall is? Uh, yeah, George Hill. Yeah, and George Hill's not that tall. Bledsoe, right? Bledsoe's not that tall. Yeah, and then hopefully that, they'll match up better. That other white dude that they got, who was balling out on Boston, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I mean, fuck it. This is a basketball episode. Like, we need to talk. About. Like, <laughs> I was just about to say, like, we, oh, we should move on and stuff. But no, I think the city, everything deserves this. Like, absolutely. How was, long have you been a Raptor fan? Since I was seven years old. Exactly. So since like five years ago. So, um, <laughs> was that a joke towards me? I wasn't sure because I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> You're young and I'm old. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it just it. I don't know, man. It's just to be this optimistic about uh, Toronto basketball. Is, I'm just yeah. It gets the whole episode dedicated to it. That night, I just couldn't sleep. Like I actually woke up super early just because I was tossing and turning because I just kept replaying that shot. <laughs> In my mind, I couldn't go to bed because of how excited I was for it. I was uh, I was honestly high after that shot. I'm not gonna lie. I felt high after yeah, that shot. No, I've been in a I've been in a like better mood since that happened. How how fucked up would we be right now if we lost that? Oh man, I would be devastated. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even have recorded this podcast. We wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it this week. We would have shut shit down. I would, no, no, I wouldn't. I would, I would keep going with the podcast, but this week would have been. Would have been the week off for sure. Yeah, because that would have been heartbreaking if we ended up losing that game. Did you? And and if we did lose that one, the narrative would have been how Kawhi missed that free throw instead of what the narrative is right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have allowed it. I thought about this, and I wouldn't have let allowed any slander towards Kawhi, even if we lost that. Like this guy put the team on the back so much that like I would like even if he leaves or anything, I would not like slander Masai or or Leonard because it was just it was the right he gave play. it his all yeah I don't care lose or not it was the right play um on both the GM and uh to get Leonard as well so did you see the hug between Uncle Dennis and, and Masai, Masai? Yeah. man that's the first case okay, I don't buy into any of this bullshit he stays stuff neither do I but that hug that that, that isn't really like I if think, you think if you think about it just being in that situation you're super emotional, so you're down to hug anyone. Like, yeah, in, in but a, like in the same sense, when I was at home, like as soon as that shot went in, me and my brother hugged for like five minutes. Like we were yelling and screaming at how the shot went in. Yeah, like, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I get you. I haven't bought into anything all year and stuff, but I don't know. Like I feel like if Uncle Dennis was super invested on him, not like he'd still be happy. But he wouldn't like. I feel like he's on Masai's team now because of that. I get it, hugging anyone and stuff. But I feel like he would have just like went to let. I, I don't know. They're just I'm just saying that for, that was the first time I was like, oh my god, he might stay. That wasn't the one that really convinced. Really, me. that was that the, wasn't really the one. Oh, that convinced out of like, all of it, what, what's the most convincing that he might stay? Then, that, um, to be that, honest, that shot is number one on why I think the he shot might itself. Stay. Be- yeah, because he's now cemented in Raptors legacy with that shot. True. And he's attached in NBA history to the Raptors with that shot. He's built something with his team now with that shot, um, taking us to the conference finals in his first year. So I feel like he's just created so much goodwill with that shot that that's probably number one. But I will say number two is probably the fact that he had his son here in Canada. True, true. He's a citizen. Team Canada. What's up? What's up? What's up? Team Canada. So every time he looks at his son, he's got to look at a Canadian. Yeah. That's got to be a I mean, that's probably is a part of it too i think but also we're getting ahead of ourselves here but i think Masai has to d- 
do more to convince them once the season's over with man, I love Lowry and stuff, but goddamn. Okay, let's talk about Lowry real quick because like, I, he gets so much slander and sometimes it is deserved a hundred percent. Those games where he shoots super poorly and doesn't do anything else, or the games where he just doesn't contribute much offensively, I will a hundred percent agree. But look back to that game seven. He was terrible offensively, like everyone else in the game was as well, too. There wasn't I don't think there was really a good offensive player outside of Abaka. Yeah. On both sides. I think every, Oh no, shout and, out to JJ Reddick. Yeah. yeah, shout out to him. He actually came up big. I'm not going to lie. How is, Butler wasn't um, bad. Butler was decent. He too. still shot pretty poorly for yeah. his standards. But Lowry came up with a lot of big plays that you will never see on analytic Twitter or on the stat sheet. I agree, like, but Those man. steals that he got, the passes that he made, just some of the plays that he made that came up big, taking those charges were all huge momentum swings to just help this team advance to the next round. And I know... He does some dumb shit, and he looks like trash at a lot of a lot of points in certain games. But he is the engine for this team that he drives is, the team. But that and goddamn I, sh- like, I agree, man. He, def- he definitely has to find a the, shot. Uh, just man, if he could even play at like three quarters of his like prime, yeah, we'd be like it wouldn't even have gone to game seven. Like that's the thing. Like I trust. Me, I've been the biggest Lowry. Like this dude is the most underrated guy. I think he should have more under all stars under his belt. And like even this year, I felt like he deserved it. But. Just one game blackout on offense, please. Because I know that's going to be a huge thing. Like, if uh, like I don't know. For me, I think it's going to be like Messiah coming in to, for, to Leonard and being like, we're going to find a replacement for that. Because offensively, it's just not enough for them going in the next two or three years. Like, I love Lowry. I'm like, he, I think he's a greater Raptor than DeRozan. But goddamn that offense. Like, just one or two threes – that he could have sunk it just it's really frustrating and i think he's still but i'm also happy to see them getting cookies together after larry had a trash ass game and wait who got cookies did you not see them they're in philly and they're larry and uh leonard went for uh late night cookies oh no i didn't so, see that yeah so they went out for cookies together after one of larry's trash games and like the they snapshots of it so you know they're close so that was also a big reason i think he might stay like yeah he's pretty close to a baka as well too mm. I agree with you, though. His contract is going to be up after this season. Oh, no, sorry. Um, next year, right? Ne- yeah, one yeah. More year, yeah. Next, he's got, still got one more year left, which is going to work in terms of being able to move it. However, it is still a big contract that's like he's owed another $33 million. So it's going to be hard to move if he doesn't one play too well. Bad, but-, um, but, yeah, I, I do agree that we probably should look for another point guard going into next season if we do happen to keep – Kawhi Leonard. Not even, not. I mean, not even a point guard, but just another, just another scorer, man. Like even as much as I love Pascal's game, he was shook in that series. Yeah, and like he just, I don't want to lean on a third year guy who will be in his fourth year who still obviously isn't like has the tightest offensive game yet. So I just, uh, I don't know. I trust Masai though. So. I and think Pascal will get better. Going, oh, he will. He's going great. Into I mean, as well too. I can't so complain about him. Yeah, that's but we be need. A plus. I don't even think we need a new point guard. We just need another like semi score, like uh, someone who's a good three and D guy. I guess we got Green, but someone better with the handle. Anyways, well, OG is probably going to come back as well too. Yeah. Um, let's go quickly into the next series where they will be facing the Milwaukee Bucks. It's kind of crazy how like this series has emulated what happened in 2001 where when Vince missed the shot Philly went on to face Milwaukee and now it's Toronto going on to face Milwaukee that's kind of crazy to me it is um, also let me before we move into this real quick I just want to talk about my prediction and how I predicted how the last three games of the Raptors Sixers series was gonna go down mm-hmm <laughs> am I supposed to say something like, no 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 no, no. Why are you I just got a little bit lost there for a second um, no, I just see that no, because I'm like, if I saw that kind of prediction on Twitter, I would expect more people that I know to like retweet and like that shit. I feel like some of y'all are salty. What, what was some like, of y'all are haters, yo. Your own comment? On my yeah, on my page. Man, on my that's what prediction. The- <laughs> some of y'all are haters. I know y'all saw that that notification where it's like this guy plus these other people liked Pop's Culture's post. I know people got that notification, but I know some of y'all ain't retweet or uh, like that shit. I got you. Yeah. Some of y'all are haters, yo. Honestly, sometimes I have the most brilliant tweets, and it gets like 
no likes or something. I'm just like, you guys are such uncultured swines. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, there's sometimes, like, I hit this other point. You know what I know? People just, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Most of the time, I won't care. I wouldn't care. <laughs> but this was actually, like, a crazy tweet. Like, I predicted the last three games, and they went down exactly, okay, 99%. Because I will say game six was not a tight game. But they went down to the predictions almost to a T. If I saw that, I'm instantly retweeting or liking it. But I know some of y'all saw it and you're just like, oh, like, I'm just not going to like it or retweet it. But it's whatever. I don't, I don't fall well, in this category because we've mutually agreed that we have – Nigga, you didn't retweet it. I didn't. That's what I'm saying. But that's just out, – I'm out of spite. Like, there's, and there's <laughs> yeah, such a- that's true. Between <laughs> us, I'll accept that because I know there's like – that, I, there's I even, that tweet competition between us. I even us. said that before, too. So, I was like, honestly, it was like, I, like it's starting to carry over into our personal lives. <laughs> like, now we're starting to, like, disagree for the fact, like, the shit where we're talking, like, I'll straight up agree. We're in, like, a bunch of group chats together and Twitter and everything. And, like, I agree with Paul. If it was anyone else, they'd be like, yeah, for sure. Instead of just like, no, fuck you. You're <laughs> stupid as shit. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and then, yeah, there's definitely times I'll be petty. I'm like, oh, he's already got enough likes. I don't think it's that good. I'm not liking that shit. So... It is what it is. So next series, <laughs> Milwaukee, Toronto. Stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> where where do you see this going? What's your prediction for this series? I got. I don't. Man, I don't know. I'm scared, but I'm not scared. We. I don't know. I don't care about the regular season. Everyone's like, oh, we went what three and three one and one, and, one, and, one and three, right? And on it was yeah, it was one. Sorry, yeah, we went one and three against them. And honestly, a lot of those games replicated probably how that Sixer series went, yeah. where the Raptors just didn't make open shots. Yeah. So let's hope that doesn't happen here. But sure. yeah, hopefully for a couple of fun shots. And yeah, hopefully you know what I was actually worried about Van Fleet, but you when you talk about the guard position, it actually is a better matchup than the last two than Simmons and those guys. So I feel a bit better about that. Um, and like honestly, like I think th- th- one of the reasons why I feel confident is like obviously Giannis is like MVP. And probably close to the level of uh, Leonard, but Leonard's so much more refined. Um, yeah, he can shoot. <laughs> yeah, like no, but just and everything, like you know what I mean. Like Giannis is like a beast, but if you're gonna bet on one to kind of crumble under uh, certain game plans and pressure, I still pick Giannis, and he has a long time to like excel in that. So I feel like we have the better MVP um, right now, and then. I don't know, all the matches. Bledsoe can beast, but he's also a liability with stupid plays. And just, like, Lowry just got to be If Lowry plays, yeah, if Lowry plays to to the level that he is, if he plays to a decent level that he is, they can have a really good shot at taking this in six games. Yeah. So who's who do you think's gonna is it Siakam's gonna guard up with um, Siakam's probably gonna be on Giannis and Abaka's probably gonna take some minutes on on Giannis as well too. Yeah, I don't know what the rotations are gonna be like. I really hope we get to see some minutes for Macaw because he's a long defender as well too. Yeah, no, I I agree. We gotta, yeah, we we have to test out some guys. And honestly, I I'm not even against testing out Lynn a bit. But I don't know what he's like been in practice. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't really want to try that out too yeah, much. I know, but, but damn, imagine if we had like I don't. Yeah. Anyways, my only worry is their bench because their bench performed so well against Boston. So hopefully those guys can't really do that, replicate that same kind of game against us, because that would be a nightmare for Toronto if Toronto's bench doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really worried about Giannis. Like I feel like their game plan should be let Giannis do what Giannis is going to do. Obviously, he's still try and slow him down, but. He's going to score points. It should be about stopping all the other guys like Middleton, Bledsoe, and uh, if Brogdon ends up playing, stopping him. Like Those are the guys that got to be stopped yeah. on their side. I don't know. I think the first game is going to be crowd the paint and see if they make the shots. That's why I'm not going to get worried about first game. Like, do you think they win game one? No, I think they lose. So do I. I think they uh, lose game one as well too. But I think that's because Milwaukee is just a difficult team to figure out. Um, so I'm not going to get as rattled as normal. Like, Orlando, inexcusable, but um, I won't freak out about this. And Milwaukee losing against Boston just shows that game one isn't a huge deal. So I I want Nurse to just kind of learn from this and then go from that. Another thing that works in Toronto's favor real quick is that they are the number one defensive team by points in the playoffs this season right now. They did limit a team of four All-Stars, with the Sixers in the last round, that starting lineup's defense is a huge plus going against the Bucks. If they can bring that same kind of intensity, like they've got a really good shot 
of moving forward. That, that's why it's so hard, though, to get a feeling for what we did against Philadelphia because they do have four all-stars, but they did have a hard time meshing. But it also felt like they did kind of hit their stride against Toronto. At and times, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it just it's just hard like to, to really rank how well or like poorly we're playing. Because they're a good defensive team too. Like Jimmy Butler's one of the best defenders in the league and embeds embeds good too and stuff. So embed. like embed. I, I hate seeing these Sasquan. But yes. From last week. That's why I don't say like Howie and the Greek freak. Um anyways, but yeah, so it's just I don't I don't know what to expect with these N- NBA playoffs. Uh are we gonna touch on Golden State a bit? Because I feel like we should. It's not on there and I forgot about it. But that was that was let's talk about that for a minute, please. Do you want to do it now? I was going to kind of save it towards the end. Because I do want to move yeah, yeah, a little okay, bit we can on. Move on, move on. Randoms. Let's talk about, do you want to talk about your suicide note? <laughs> yeah, I think we should, we should give a shout out to that because it was so funny. So I got a message this morning as I'm in work, just on my Instagram, from a good friend of Gabe's, Beau Chevalier. Shout out to him. But yeah, he just hit me up and he was just like, yo, is Gabe okay? And I was like... I think so. Like the last time I talked to him last night, like everything, <laughs> like you didn't answer back, but like you saw the messages always. So I was like, all right, like I'm assuming he was fine. <laughs> but then he was just like, he sent me a message being like, yeah, no, Gabe didn't uh, really like hit me back. And he sent me some weird messages and stuff. And I was just like, what? I, I went back to look at, them, at what you had sent me. And I was like, there's nothing wrong here. And then he sent me the message that you were saying goodbye. And that, <laughs> that note was real. <laughs> And when I read that, I was like, whoa, is Gabe trying to off himself? Should I be concerned right now? Like, I'm kind of worried. Oh, my God. But apparently it wasn't serious because you're here today. So (laughs) you're alive. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I mean, it just failed. But no, like, I mean, honestly, good. (laughs) So I work with this guy and um, we're kind of like getting a media thing going on. And he's doing the majority of the work and he's really good at it. He's very passionate about soccer. And basically at my at this point it's just me trying to be did something get pulled out? Yeah, the mic. I mean the mic. Oh yeah, it's me right here. I think my foot hit it. Yo. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we did just have a technical difficulty <laughs> right when the story was getting good. Um but yeah, you were saying about your suicide note. Uh yeah, I hit my boy up last night and he had wrote an email letter to someone that he wanted me to proofread and like go over it and that. I was like, yo, that's dope. Um, and I called him. He didn't pick up. And so I said, I told him, I'm like, yo, like, we're, we're pretty close. So I told him, we're I've like, you know, when you struggle, like, I couldn't work on the brand and our website as much right now just because I got a lot of stuff going on. And then I was like, I meant to say, hey, that was a um, good note. Good night. And then I said, uh, good note. Goodbye. And then I had some other stuff. So when I woke up in the morning, it definitely looked like a suicide message <laughs> saying goodbye. Um, and I had a bunch of missed texts from him. And he hit up a couple of my boys and was like, yo, can you check up on Gabe and stuff? Which I appreciate. But I was just trying to um, communicate that he had done a good job on this letter and email that he had wrote and the website. But I definitely see how... The miscommunication happened, and I feel bad for the boy because I definitely – he probably had that weighing on his shoulders thinking that I had left him my good my goodbye suicide note. And uh, Weren't you intoxicated too? I, no, I wasn't like intoxicated. I had like a glass of wine or two. That's was, intoxication. <laughs> okay. Okay, officer. Uh, I, it wasn't like I was tripping or anything. I just like – yeah, I, I didn't I, – I guess I didn't make myself clear. Or maybe I, maybe I made myself too clear. Uh, and yeah, uh, honestly, what, <laughs> no, I get Gabe, it. Like, if 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 you if you are going through some things, you can always talk to me, bro. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I can't talk to this guy about anything. He's always criticizing me. But yeah, so it was. It, I mean, it wasn't funny because I feel bad for putting the guy through the day, the night. He was genuinely worried. No, I know. Like, and looking back, and I totally understand where he's coming from. But I just legit instead of goodbye, good note. I meant. To say, all right, good no- Good night. That was a good note. And <laughs> it was a funny miscommunication. He's young. I shouldn't have put that on him, but it was still something to laugh at now. I'm sorry, Bo. I'm sorry, baby. You know what else is a miscommunication? <laughs> Snapchat's new gender filter. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> that shit's too far, y'all. That shit is too crazy. Like, 
we are crossing some lines that human beings are not meant to be crossing. And I, we're going there. I agree. It's it's wild. Like you can't trust anything these days. This is wor- worse than fake news. This is fake appearance. And I can't handle it. It's too much, man. See, it, it's all funny games because at first, yeah, we're seeing the memes and some of them are funny. Like that video where that guy's kissing on his girlfriend and then he she has the filter to her face so it looks like he's kissing on a guy. And then when he turns around and notices, he's like, oh, babe, can't do that. Don't be posting me kissing on a guy. Like that shit's funny. But there is like a nefarious back like back tone to this. Like they're they're going they're going next level with this. Like the government is involved in this type of <laughs> the stuff. The government like, is involved. No, like honestly, this is this is gonna become a huge issue. Like we have to get regulation on this type of stuff. Not only is catfishing gonna be at an all time high. Not only is catfishing gonna be at an all time high, but this is this could get to a point where it's gonna be dangerous because I mentioned this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, early on in the episodes, where there's the technology to change people's voices to sound like other people is already being implemented. And like that's something that's going to be on people's phones soon. And it's going to be available to the masses. So people are going to start altering photos and videos and stuff like that. And it's going to be hard to just like, it's going to be hard to prove what's real and what's fake. You're not going to be able to tell. So if someone commits a crime or does something, it's like, how are you going to prove what's real if you have video evidence and stuff like that? Uh, right now, yeah, right now it sounds funny. It sounds hilarious. But they're collecting all that data right now with all that face-changing stuff because eventually it's going to turn into something a lot worse. Like, they want our information as much as possible so that they can make they can make these products look better. Like, look at how real, look at how real... Look how real you look as a girl right now, just off of that. Off of that, imagine in like five years when the technology becomes real good. Yo, this guy is and you getting meet up with so a, and you meet up with the guy. I get where you're coming from, but like, all right, yo, watching you meet you, up with the guy. You, watch want, you, you up, want the government you, to step in you, because of catfishing? Watching you, you hit up, watching you hit up, president, you hit up. No, no, it's not only just, it's just catfishing. Funny it's not you get only so just worked catfishing. Up about that, yeah. <laughs> I get where you're coming from. Child, child predator. That's gonna be even bigger. Dude, why? I don't know why you're laughing at this. This is real because, shit. Because I know child predators. Because like, I, I, you know how many dumb kids are on Snapchat, and now you can have face filters that can change your face completely. Because I, I some I, kids gonna fall for that. I shit. agree with you, but the way you, you prefaced it, opened up by saying catfishing, and then so you, I know you like you're extending this to like it's a bigger issue than like meeting up with not an attractive girl. But it's funny that you go, it's. It's anyone can get catfished. No, because catfishing is an issue yeah, too. No, though. I know. And then you're like, you're president, like with the government, like the FBI needs to get involved in this. Like, I don't want to go on a date with a girl that doesn't look how she looks like. And so and I agree with you. It was just, it was, we talked about this earlier. It's just funny as shit the way you're prefacing it. I fully, I fully get it. And I think shit's going to get wild. And I don't know just how, how everything is, but it was just, it, I couldn't not laugh because you're getting so worked up. About it, and I think it's an evil world we live in. <laughs> I think it is a huge issue, but I love how passionate you are about this. And it sounds like you're pat. I know you're passionate for a different reason, but like you're passionate because you don't want to end up on a bad date. <laughs> the government, everybody, FBI needs to step in. The CIS, whatever. Uh, but no, I agree. It's, no, it's I, not only. I know. I know. Is an issue. Though. I. I just want to make that clear. That still is an issue. You're gonna pull up on a on a girl and th- like Ooh. on a girl and think it's a guy, like Ooh. yeah, or pull no. up on a guy no. and think it's a girl. Well, I don't know. I'm so it's, confused but, now. Like, I don't even know. So like the extent of this we're talking about before, and it's hard to have this conversation because you just sound like an asshole. But yo, so I've been following the Twitter, uh, Instagram accounts, and like on Reddit and Twitter of how like deceiving men and women can make their pictures like adding the abs and like all and they're all instagram influencers and like popular people and it shows pictures of them looking normal and what they show online and it's wild man like it's why even do that because i'm gonna see you eventually nah some of them some of those people like keep up the schemes for a long time no like there's a there's a guy who was dating some girl they never met and they'd met like they were talking online They'd never met, and it took them, I think, like almost 10 years for him to finally realize that he was being scammed. 
Yeah. So there, there's those people still out there. The, no, I know, but it just it's like crazy. But no, these are like big, like influencers, with like a million people, and you wouldn't even recognize them in person because they're living like a double life with that. I mean, I get it, the insecurity and all that. It just, it's just, it, we, it's a crazy time that we live in right now, where no one looks how they really look. It's nuts. It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> uh, Man, I love that drop. I don't know why. <laughs> Just the way he said it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I had to say on the Snapchat new gender filler. I mean, go go ahead and look, see what you look like as a it's girl. Crazy. I don't, I don't really like Snapchat I, anyway, so like, I'm not ever going to use that. I shit. deleted Snap, so it's trash. It's, it it's is like, trash. Once well, Instagram like, stole their stories, it's like I don't need to be on there. Exactly. It's just yeah. There's even like I looked at the um, their like personal yeah stories and like everything on there is garbage, man. The only reason I had it is because I wanted for the nudes those <laughs> that account that you wanted the chance for the nudes. Stop lying. <laughs> It's true. That's in the back of every guy's I'm not head. Getting, oh, maybe I'll get a nude today. Like, wow. <laughs> and it's never a nude. I'm sending them out. So. It's always someone's food. I know. It's always something so stupid and useless. <laughs> Look at the sign that I saw. Oh, God, it's the worst. Uh, all right, let's move on to. I just want to say real quick, um, girls shooting their shots. You guys got to get better at shooting your shots. <laughs> Why? No, because I was at work and these two girls who are fans at TFC. Um, one of them wanted my phone number. <laughs> you made them sound like they're fans of you. <laughs> they will be. Yeah, they, they, they will be. This quickly they became. After this episode. Yeah. Um, but they wanted my attention. And as I was walking by them, one of them went, oh, <laughs> to try and grab my attention. <laughs> and I like, I ignored her at first because I was, I was working. So like, I couldn't really stop to chat. But then as I started cleaning up like my stand, they both came to approach me and they like asked for my number. She's like, oh yeah, like my friend here thinks you're cute. And like, she wants to like, get to know you and stuff and she was she was nice but like she, i wasn't really interested in her her friend though yeah was the better looking one which i kind of wish I, was the one that wanted my phone number but it didn't turn out to be that way so I, I feel like that always happens though um like i don't know i guess like they almost feel bad for their other friend that i don't know it's happened to me a lot too i think she was just wing woman and then that's pretty much it. But it's like, uh, yeah, but they're trying to give that encouragement. I don't know. I've never had a friend. Like, I've never been in that situation and me, me been, like, genuinely interested in that girl. Like, if I want to holler, I would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 I've never had, like, a girl, like, push her girl. I'm, I also went through the same thing last week. And if I wanted to flirt with her, I see this girl, I would have flirted with her. Like... I don't need yeah it's just it was awkward and now it's just every time I see this girl I'm like don't look at me don't make eye contact unlike you I wasn't I wasn't a monster about it <laughs> whatever girls are allowed to be dicks about it like I'm I'm coming Yeah to, but you're like next level like. She wrote a no I'm just coming here to sign some papers and she writes her name on the thing like it was the opposite way around you I could make a me too movement on Twitter <laughs> and be like I just came here to like fill out my school papers and all of a sudden I'm getting numbers written on my paper like how dare you I'm just trying to live my life so Okay. <laughs> but that's right. so I've had I've, I, that's so obnoxious too. Was it a white girl that did the okur thing? Yeah, it was both it, both of them were white. It sounds so bad, man. Um yeah, which wasn't really a good look. Let's move on <laughs> to oh no, shout out to uh Drake for buying a private plane. I don't really want to touch on this subject. That's just cool. Like it's kind of dope that he ended up doing that. I will say they don't need to play that size. Like that's like a Boeing plane where you get like a full amount of people on a plane do you think so you don't really need straight that straight up bought because a lot of people front on private jets nah he, he I but think he, he actually bought it. He's, he's got, got that the, money yeah he's got like it's not worth the risk of fronting either and then being told because remember like Soldier Boy said he had his own jet and stuff like that but they he had the, yeah, they, they had the Soldier Boy Soldier Boy lies about everything I, just like the game lies about his shit they had that OVO on it and stuff and like I don't know but like I feel like Drake's crew is so big that it just makes sense no, he's got like five people in his crew. No, he's got like there's so many like I guess nah, he's like, got guess, like five main guys in his crew. That's pretty much it. <laughs> true, true. And I think like maybe two security guards. And we're trying to be his sixth and seventh. So Drake, get at us. Uh we the people. Be the people. <laughs> Build the wall. <laughs> Yikes. So a bunch of Americans put money into a GoFundMe for a wall to be built, of course, across Mexico and the US. And the guy who started the fundraiser ended up coming out and saying that he's not spending the money on the wall <laughs> and instead was caught buying yachts. And I think, I can't remember what the other stuff he was buying, but he was buying yachts and some other shit. And they raised $20 million too. 
Did he break any laws or anything? Or yeah, I think you can't lie. You can't lie about what you're going to spend the money on. Yeah, like they, it, he had to prove that he was going to spend the money on some shit. So like, is he being charged now or something? Uh, like, I think they're taking him to court. But I don't. I don't know how you could prove this either, though. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's necessarily broken laws or like how they can prove this. But I feel I read somewhere. I feel like he scammed people before with something else. Like I feel like if you're going for this, like your whole life has been. A, they deserve to be scammed. Because, though. Yeah, like who? Like everyone who put money into that. You're an idiot. Pity, man. It's Absolutely. crazy how people can just blow money like that and like insane. I bet you, and here's the, I bet you those people can't afford to be do, like half those people can't afford to be donating that money. Like, uh, like, I don't know. It's like the Trump crowd. So a lot yeah, of them probably can't. You know what I mean? Like, of, like red, like poor people there are red state like yeah for sure for sure that money that no obviously there's people that are kind of, but I bet you there's hundreds of people who could use that money on groceries or something instead that would have been better uh, donating that campaign. Um, so yeah, I don't feel bad for them, and like your xenophobia and idiocy is being ripped off. So good, good for you. Lakers signed Frank Vogel as their new head coach and Jason Kidd as their assistant. What do you think about this? What signing? a shit show LA is. Oh my god, um, it's just it's. I don't know. They're just being. They like. Did you see the Lakers are protesting? Lakers fans protesting like Jason Kidd. That w- did you see how many people were out there? There was like four yeah, kids. Yeah, I know, I know. But there's one that was the funniest guy. There was like a Phoenix Suns fan with like popcorn out there. I'm like, I'm just here to take this all in. This is hilarious. Like with all my pain, this is great to watch. Say what you want about Raptors fan, but we've never sunk that low. Yeah, but we've also, yeah, I guess. It, it could no matter been. how bad our, our franchise has been, we've never gone that Yeah, low. but Lakers fans are also the worst. Like the combination. All, like, all, like all fans are the worst. Though. No, but like, yeah, but you. you Boston like, fans are just as bad. But those are the biggest like fan fan base, so obviously you get the most of the worst. I don't even think the Knicks have done that. No, nah, they've they've definitely pro they wanted they've done signatures for Dolan out. Yeah, that's different uh, though. That's not standing outside yeah. protest. I don't know. It would have been fine if they didn't like apparently they had to like on uh, like one of the turns was they like for Vogels, they had to get Jason Kidd. And like people I don't know, just a bad look with Milwaukee being so much better without him and then uh, Jason Kidd also has like a huge checkered pass. Like he beat his wife and DUIs, um, and he has a bet like allegedly the team. No, it's not allegedly. He got charged for the the wife thing was a hundred percent. I don't need to say allegedly. That nigga did it. Uh, but yeah, so just a bad look for Lakers fans. I don't know what the deal is. It's just a shit show out there, and I think LeBron's finally regretting it. I actually think it's a good signing for them, just because Vogel. Vogel yeah, and, but yeah, I think for, Vogel, but like. I don't know. I don't like that. I feel like Kid wasn't Vogel's choice. Like, let him bring his crew on. Yeah, that part's a little bit weird. And, and like, it's going to cause some friction just because now you have a guy who's kind of, like, looking over your shoulder. And he was in the running for that head coach position. So it's kind of going to seem like he probably wants to backstab Vogel as soon as things go wrong. He's going to want to jump in which, and probably take that which, head coach. Which he job. has a history of as a player and coach. Um, with him in Brooklyn, he he demanded a trade to Milwaukee because he wanted to be uh, there to work with Giannis, and then he led a revolt. Giannis, and he led a revolt uh, as a player against Byron Scott, which is fair enough. It's Byron Scott, but still, like he's a well-known snake. So I would, if I was Vogel, I would not feel comfortable with this at all. That's the only thing that worries me about is that that's just going to cause a lot of friction between them. But him as a coach, I think he's a good coach. Like he's a defensive guy, and he gets his guys to play hard and gets as much as he can out of them. My only issue is that he's not really good offensively. And this is a league where you do need to score the basketball just as much as you need to play defense. Um, but that, so it's going to be hard to see how he kind of implements that. But even then you got LeBron on your team. Who's notorious for running his own plays and like running the team usually offensively. So I'm not too worried about the offensive side of the ball, um, but it is good to see that they actually have stability. Like he was probably one of the better options to, yeah, to, uh, to get because there wasn't too many other guys. Um, but Shannon Sharp, who did really make a good case, I would play it if my mouse was working. But he was saying that what has Mark Jackson done to get blackballed out of this league? And it seems like he's never getting a chance now from teams who could definitely use a guy like him. I'm like, not touching that because I can give you – we'll be here all day. I, I know he wasn't the greatest in Golden State and he had he's, some issues off the court with like the whole church thing. Yeah, But I still – don't think that he like. I still think he deserves to get a shot at some of the teams somewhere in L.A. or somewhere in like Atlanta or that. Like I think I just I don't think L.A. is a good fit for him right now. Honestly, I'm so happy Lou didn't take that. That guy almost had a heart attack. 
in well, they yeah, they lowballed Cleveland. Lou. So. Yeah, but I'm glad. Honestly, I think it's for the best, man. Like, that's going to be a shit show. Um, even if it works out for a bit, it's just like, it's it's just too much. So I think Vogel was a good signing, and I'm interested to see that. But I just don't. Yeah, with Jason Kidd waiting in the wind. In the wing? Wind? In the wind. In the wind. Uh, in the wing. In the wing. Waiting in the wind. In the wing. In the wing. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so I just, I don't know. Like, Vogel's a good signing, but this whole you have to include kid thing is just suspect. Golden State. What do you want to talk about Golden State? <laughs> uh, just a quick, man. Like, I don't know. It made me miss. Like, I know. It just made me miss Curry without Durant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, watching them during the 15-16 season, and that was so exciting. And I don't know. It just was, like, a little reminiscing. I'm, I'm glad Curry or Durant's out for another game or two uh, so I get to see that version of Golden State. And, like, seeing Iguodala step up. And, like, I don't know. Just a weird situation because, obviously, Durant's, like, one of the best players on the planet. But just the ISO slow down the pace. Like, it makes you ask what if. Uh, he wasn't around. Like, obviously, I don't think they win as many championships, but I still think they win one, and it's more entertaining basketball. It was great to see Curry just get back to form in that game against Houston where he started off with zero points in the first half but then exploded for 33 in the second half. That was fun because you get to see Curry do that fuck you three shit where he just, like, pulls up and he just is in the zone and he starts hitting threes. And he was doing that in the clutch, like, in the last few minutes of the game where they needed him to make those baskets, he was making them. And these are tough, tough threes that he was making. So it is fun to see that. And you definitely do like Golden State when they are playing that free-flow offense. Durant does command so much ISO to where it slows down the rest of the guys. Like, Clay had a really good game because he could finally get going. Um, their bench started to step up as well, too. Yeah, Iggy made some big shots. Five for eight from three. Um Livingston chipped in with like 11 points. So it's just good to see those guys end up getting their touches again. But at the same time too, I think they are going to need to rent for whoever they do place in the finals. So we will see what happens with his injury. Um, but like you said, it is fun to see them, to see them back and to where Curry they were needed that man. He was getting trashed. Like people were taking him out of the top five after just cause like of the playoffs, this play, which like, is ridiculous. Yeah. But NBA players have such short memory. You mean uh, fans? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Fans have such like a short memory and stuff. And he was getting trashed. So I was almost like that game. I was just as hyped for that game. I was jumping out of my seat and stuff too, just to see um, the same way with Toronto, just to see Curry like get a shot back and get a swagger back. And yeah, it was it was dope. That's your light skin brother. Oh, your secret man. Golden State. I'm, fan. I'm a. I've been you no. Root for them. I've always. Oh, hell yeah, man. Like, Light skin privilege, like they got rich dads too. Like that's why, I be, like I think apparently there's a lot of animosity between other NBA players because of that. Like they're NBA, they both have NBA playing dads. Like it's not as hard to make. I don't think anyone dislikes Clay. I think it's just LeBron that doesn't like Curry. Yeah, but there's no reason to like Curry's like a good. Nah, guy. like no. LeBron doesn't like him because he was becoming the face of the yeah, league. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's, but he's him. a good dude. Like it's not like I get it, but like, I think Paul. I think him and Paul hate 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 each other well like, yeah chris paul tried to kick chris, him off well, the chris court paul, when he was practicing chris paul which is though, insane like, curry That's came out of nowhere shit. and stole the pg like he stole uh chris paul's limelight he literally stole that nigga's commercials like with the state farm no it was chris paul still doing them though. yeah but curry came in and started doing them and then got over like remember they started this, trust did me. he i don't yes, remember that. i've been all over this man chris paul hates him but anyways, well, yeah, he did. He well, he did kick him off the court before that, and game, he did like that was this was supposed soft. to be Chris Paul. Like Stephen Curry came out of nowhere as the number one point guard the last like four or five years. Yeah, so so that will do it for episode eighteen of the Pops Culture Podcast. Uh, appreciate anyone for tuning in and listening in. Uh, we do love the support as always. Thank you guys. Um, just real quick wrap ups with some stories. Uh, Rolling Loud had a ton of issues. We're not really going to talk about it because I'm going to close this out. But Rolling Loud had a ton of issues at their festival. Kind of shame to see that kind of stuff go down. But what happened was NBA Youngboy got shot at and someone ended up dying, a random. Uh, His girlfriend ended up getting hit and also a five-year-old. The five-year-old's all right. His girlfriend is going to be all right. The other guy, unfortunately, passed away. Lil Wayne did not perform because he had issues with security um, and it turns out the people who were shooting at NBA Youngboy was T Grizzly's crew. He also said he didn't want to perform without 
his gun on stage, I guess, for security <laughs> regions, which is kind of crazy that he posted it on Instagram. And yeah, Florida, there, were, there were some false shootings as well, Florida too. Florida is uh, – a couple uh, – a rapper died. Also, Kodak Wild. That guy's just next level. He's yeah, like, he, gotta, he, he still keeps getting in trouble. I really don't get it. Years now again because of it. But he's so much smarter than he is. Um, and or he's not at this point, and we're wrong about him. No, I still think he's <laughs> a smart dude. He just plays stupid. Um, and DJ Mustard put out a new song called 100 Bands featuring YG, um, 21 Savage, Not Your Boy Uzi, and someone else. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just oh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill's on I the I just want to point out, too. A few people reached out to me being like, Uzi is a completely legitimate pick, and you were being way over the top. I've also had people say that Uzi was a good pick, but not the right one. Yeah, but that's Tons of people said 21 you, Yeah, true. I'm saying that's fine. But the way you dismissed Uzi was... Because he doesn't have the better career. Oh, and man, it's a completely possible. You're crazy. You're crazy. We'll see who does more numbers in the we, next episode. We will. Or, sorry, in the next yes. drop for his album. We'll see. We will. All right. Peace. Bye. I didn't kill myself. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.